Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Hey, fellow people pleasers, I am coming to you with a really good one today. Hopefully the other ones have been really good episodes, I mean. This one, though, I don't know, it just feels like it hits home. It was a recent experience I had, and you know, it's something I hear from my clients a lot. So excited to kind of riff on this with you and see what you think. It is The question is, I don't want to a good enough excuse. Now, if a client is asking me that, my answer is emphatically yes. However, (laughs) what has made me step up to the mic and talk about this with you all is a recent personal iteration of this question. It kind of came back around to me and I had to really face it for myself. And I thought, all right, here we go. Let's let's see what's going to come of answering this question myself. So I'll start by saying I wrote a blog about this last year and I didn't post anything. I didn't post it anywhere. It was probably because I really hadn't um, worked through it myself enough to feel like I could put it out there. But true to form, I had to work on it myself. I had a situation where I was really thrown off, stumped, mad, all those things because this question came up for me and I had to answer it. But just for myself and for my personal reference, I went back to that blog to read the words of wisdom and I'm glad I didn't post it because I would have needed to apologize because I think I made it sound easy and it definitely isn't. I'm all about walking the talk, always have been, but it's kind of scary to walk the talk. But it's important to me to do that because I grew up in a house where it was do as I say and not as I do. And ah, no, that sucks. No, thank you. I don't want to carry that tradition forward as I am sitting with people and helping them work through very similar stumbling blocks to my own. I want to be able to say I've done this as well. So here I was reading the words on the blog and I felt, hmm, I felt ill-equipped, okay? Honestly, I felt a little desperate. I wanted to go back to this blog and to remind myself of some kind of brilliant strategy and implement it and get out of the place I was in. And that's just not what happened. So although the blog did remind me that I really believe I don't want to is a good enough excuse, but I was overcome with fear at the moment and it wasn't really helping just to believe. I was at this other level in my recovery from people pleasing, another level of understanding with the idea that I don't want to is a good enough excuse. And I felt like I was in kind of this put up or shut up place where I knew like, oh, fuck, I got to actually do something. I've got to take action on this belief. Whenever I feel like 
my skill level, like when you used to play Pac-Man and you got to pass like the, the, the two first levels and you got to the second one, you were so happy you got there. But for me personally, with self-improvement skill set, when I get to a higher level of game playing, if you will, I get pretty pissed because I sort of think to myself, oh, I crossed that off my list already. Like I don't have to spend any more emotional energy on that. But life is a spiral staircase, friends. Um, And you loop back around to the same curve in the stairs over and over again. You're just in a different position in the staircase. You see it from a different perspective. And I had new cues with this situation because my mindfulness was working. My reparenting was working. And I just didn't want to overlook my cues and signals anymore. Yet I was angry (laughs) because I didn't want to have to say no. It's still hard. But it was the truth. I heard myself ask myself this question. Hey, what's the truth about this? And I knew the answer was no. I knew my truth was no, I don't want to. Now that is a different question to ask because we're asking ourselves what we want. People pleasers don't normally do that. I will be honest though. I think that most of us, our first response usually is what fits for us, but we just immediately override it. I think we immediately get a hit of a yes or a no. And that's clarity that we don't hone in on, slow down enough to listen to all that good stuff. I'm grateful that when I did ask myself this question, what is the truth about this? And I answered, no, I don't want to. I'm grateful that that clarity was there because it hasn't always been. And I didn't used to know what I wanted. That overriding so quickly that immediate yes or no, it just became such a habit for me that when I started to learn mindfulness, it was almost like I had to learn that immediate response again because I had to slow that overriding kind of habitual, automatic, reactive pattern down. And mindfulness is really one of the tools that helped me do that. And there is a mindfulness tool that... I used when I asked myself that question, and it's the U-turn. I talk about this a lot with clients, and the basics of it are slowing down for a minute, and instead of assessing what the other person needs, we turn our curiosity towards ourselves. We turn our attention back to what our body is feeling. At least that's my number one go-to, like kind of the body don't lie <laughs> sort of thing when I'm looking for what my answer is as a yes or a no. I, I sense it in my body. For others, it could be turning your attention to the symphony of thoughts that play over and over inside your head. But whatever you begin to notice and learn to notice in your mindfulness practice, I will say, that is what you'll hear when you do a U-turn. And I put a little cushion in that as well, because I think you got to buy yourself some time to do this U-turn thing. You can't be in fight or flight, reactive. You can't be in that type of place. You need the ability to listen to yourself. And I usually do the buy your time thing. Like if somebody is right in front of me and I need to buy my 
buy some time for myself, I'll say, hey, let me get back to you about that. This scenario that was going on, I had time. I wasn't right in front of the person. And so I was able to do the U-turn and I had enough time to get some clarity. So I can talk more in depth about this mindfulness skill of the U-turn. I think it's important and I'd love to share it with you all because I think it really helps you to hear what your intuition is. And so many of us don't get to hear our intuition because our anxiety covers it over. So I'll make a note to myself to come back and share more about the U-turn with you all. I also think sharing about the U-turn is important because, hey, if you want to be authentic in relationships, you got to know yourself a little bit, right? So this is one way to do it. Okay. So you, you get to know what your gut says in a situation when you do this U-turn. So here's what I got when I turned towards myself and I asked myself the question. I got two answers. And this is where doing parts work through internal family systems comes in. I got the first answer that was a clear no, right? That was my intuition. And then I got an answer that was like like yelling (laughs) because I was afraid of saying no out loud. I mean, I was glad to hear the no because frankly, my fear is usually the voice that I hear very quickly and loudly. If that people pleaser part of me is up and active, I just cave and I follow that feeling of fear and I do what the other person wants me to do. But I knew this time, like I really knew right away that I did not want to do this thing. So the no voice was clear. And the reason it was clear was because this thing felt like a should and an obligation. And I have gotten really onto myself about following the feeling of obligation. So I was like, "Mm, this is obligation and I need to pause and I need to figure out what's going on here. So when two answers come up inside, when you turn and do, when you do the U-turn and you ask yourself, I know for me, and I hear this in a lot of other people sharing as well, we start to wrestle. We wrestle, like for me, I wrestled with the fear. That's where the people part of me inside comes in, right? The, it, it shows up to say, hey, I can make the fear go away by choosing the other person, by caving, by overriding that gut intuition answer of no. But this is what I noticed this time when I asked myself, what is the truth here? And the answer was, I don't want to. I did not wrestle as much with my people pleaser part and the fear that I was feeling. I didn't have all this critical self-talk about caving and saying yes, even though I didn't want to. This time I was wrestling with what was I going to say out loud because I knew I had to follow through on that no. And I also knew that I was going to follow through on the no, which is new, okay? But oh my God, why is it so hard to go with your truth, right? So here, (laughs) I'll paint the picture for you. I had this wrestling match, this decision, this whatever going on in my head for about 24 hours. It was was hanging over me. What was I going to do with this request? And one morning, I just woke up and immediately, bing, you know, bam, it was on my mind. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm just going to lay here for a second. And I felt tears coming 
And I just let him come and I realized I was actually sad for myself that I had caved so often in the past. I was really sad for myself that I had had to go through these loops of, you know, mind chatter and emotional roller coastering when I knew the answer was no. And, you know, this was the recent past that I was kind of saying to myself, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I mean, and there were very fresh memories of how I've given in and left myself and my truth. But through the tears, I heard myself ask the question, what is the truth here? And I said to myself, I don't want to. That is the truth. And that question and that answer felt so freaking solid inside that I was like, well, okay, I guess I know what I have to do. I have to say no. See, this is what I mean when I say mindfulness and reparenting was working because I answered myself and I had the visceral feeling inside of what my truth was. It was like a puzzle piece that just fits in. And I just felt that click of that cardboard as it fits in just in the right shape and size with the next puzzle piece (laughs) that it's supposed to go with. And I think I've been waiting for that click inside probably my entire fucking life. And it was then that I felt like, you know what? I'm ready to move forward and speak my truth. But for God's sake, mm, Eleanor Roosevelt was so right, wasn't she? Because you have to speak your truth even though your voice is shaking. And I really was shaking. I really felt the vibration of anxiety in my body. Even though I knew the solid feeling of no and my truth was there, I still felt that shaky feeling. I knew I had to speak. And... I knew I was following that little feeling inside that was like, thank you. It was like an exhale. It was like, yes, you asked, I answered, you listened, thank you. And I know that was my little kid inside feeling safer with me and feeling like I could take care of her. I wasn't farming her out to someone else to take care of by being liked or being approved of. When you live with parents that aren't really equipped to be emotional teachers for you and you're this little sensitive person like I am and like so many people pleasers and perfectionists are, it is a special kind of thing to begin to take care of yourself. But taking care of yourself not in a survival way, that is the difference. I think that was what that solid exhale feeling was, is that I knew that I was going to stand up for myself. And that is a big difference, friends. That is the gift I want all my clients to feel, is that solid, visceral, mm, no questions. This is what's right for me. This is what I'm going to do about it. So I talk to my clients a lot about being responsive versus reactive. 
And that's one way we know we're taking care of ourselves in a way that isn't survival. We're being responsive to ourselves and our needs and not reactive and just trying to keep an image of someone the other person wants us to be, trying to hustle for approval. So here I was with my truth and now what? Well, if I'm going to be in any way effective working with my clients and helping my own nervous system feel better, then I need to be walking the talk. And so the next step was going to be speaking the truth. Clarity of your truth only gets you so far. (laughs) And that good feeling inside about finding your truth and what you want to do and what fits for you is short-lived. And I'm sorry to tell you that. It is short-lived because you can't stay inside with your truth. You've got to live it out. (laughs) And when I think about the spiral staircase, I want to raise my fist into the air and yell, why is this fucking staircase so long? Why is it so tall? Why do I have to keep going back around and leveling up my understanding of how to be in recovery? But that's just the way it is. So I did notice, you know, I was crafting excuses and explanations in my head about how I was going to soften the blow of my no. And I just said to myself, nope, not going to try to get understanding from this person. I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to be real and I'm going to be brief. I'm not going to do this dance with another person and give them my feelings to hold and say, oh, it's okay. Your no is completely understandable. I still like you. No, I am going to tell myself it is okay. I am going to tell myself I can do this. I had a short pep talk with myself and I responded to the person. And this experience lingered with me all day. Here and there, I had little jabs of, oh my God, I'm such a bad person. I'm so selfish. The should, whatever else was in the crevices of my fearful mind, right? Those those made their way (laughs) to the mic and they spoke. And it wasn't easy. I did not like the experience. And yet, I had you all in my mind. I had my clients I had the people that I reach out to for support that tell me, yes, you can do this. I had the people that I say, I mean, even silly as it sounds on this podcast or in social media, I have the people I say to them, hey, I can help you. And I believe it. I believe that I can help people with this. And I kept saying to myself, don't be a person that only talks about what's possible. Live it out. And so I did. Sometimes we have friends, partners, whoever, to be the safety net of you can do this. It's okay for you to say no and all of that. That's super important. And yet what is really and truly the good stuff is what you do inside with yourself. The relationship you have with your thoughts, your emotions, your body sensations that can sometimes feel like, oh my God, like I am going to have a panic attack. It's overwhelming sometimes being in this body. But the relationship you have with your inner kid, right? With your time, with your energy, that is so important. We are the keepers of our inner world. And when you have the experience of hearing yourself, calming yourself, 
speaking for yourself, the world does not feel so big and scary. And you begin to feel little by little that you are more equipped and capable of meeting whatever comes along your path because you have skills that help you turn towards yourself, slow down, listen to what's going on, be curious and compassionate with what you hear, and then move forward and be in alignment with your truth, which is what you hear inside. So I wanted you all to know that I am on this road, doing this thing, playing this game, (laughs) hiking this path. (laughs) And here was this experience very recently where I said to myself, put your skills to the test, girlfriend. Don't just throw them out there in theory to people and say, this will work, I promise. Let it work for you. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to forget that feeling of solidity and calm, even though I was shaky. I'm not going to forget what it's like for my little kid inside to say thank you. So I would be so privileged to walk with you as you make your way to yourself. So thanks for listening. Be well, friends. See you soon. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later.